Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. Thank you. Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, intruder alert. GQ 3, intruder alert. Well, good evening and welcome once again to Madame Perry's Salon. I am your host and cruise director and... Um, entertainment spiritual advisor madam perry but you can call me jennifer or jen and i am so delighted to be here and thank you to everyone who continues to support by uh subscribing whether you subscribe on blog talk radio stitcher itunes whatever i am happy and because you download the show which doesn't cost you anything but you download and um Share it with your friends, and that enables me to keep having good numbers so I can get more excellent guests like we've had lately, like we have coming up, and like we have tonight. And by the way, you know, you can always um, buy an ad or sponsor an episode of Madam's Perry Salon. It's, uh, oh, it's a lot more affordable than you would think. And by the way, speaking of which, tonight is September 4th, 2018, and I have been saying lately that... If you are an artist, a musician, author, and you would like for me to deliver three of your books or your CDs personally by hand to bookstores or uh, music stores in Amsterdam in the Netherlands um, this month, let me know now. Uh, again, uh, it's a lot more. It's a lot more cost friendly than you think. It's not very expensive, but I can do it for you. But uh, message me on Facebook. It's Jennifer Modette. That's M O D E W T E Perry, or through Lone Wolf Communications LLC. Just message me there as well uh, for the details, and I'll tell you how to do it and how easy I'll make it for you for me to deliver your work to stores. In Amsterdam, I'm going to be speaking at some bookstores and music stores there on DIY publicity for authors and musicians, and I'll be happy to share the love of your books and CDs. So, anyway, um, <laughs> let's see. Lately, oh my gosh, it's like everything everything on this podcast. I know for me, and for what some of you tell me, whoops, there goes my mic. And from what some of you tell me, uh, it's the same for you. To me, it just gets more and more fun. Uh, last month, let's see, we had um, Carrie V. Azara, author, with his new book, Caitlin's Mooring, that just launched. And he launched it with a big pizza party with live music at New England Mobile Book Fair last, um, about, two, about a week and a half ago in uh, Newton, which is outside of Boston. Big party. And that was fun. Um Kenneth Kane, uh, one of our favorite horror writers, and he's going to be, uh, he's bringing back some other authors from Crystal Lake Publishing next week. 
the people from Alternative Theologies and Marlene Barr was on. Plus, um, well, it, it just gets better. I'm, I'll tell you what. You just have to go and check on who's been here. Uh, tomorrow night, if you're a steampunk fan, and you know I am, I love to get the steampunk folks on here. And when I spoke, when I gave a, a presentation back in March at Wild Wild West Con, I met some of the most fascinating, the celebs of steampunk rule, but they're all very down to earth and fun. And I got to tell you, for a person, for an event that big, and me going by myself, just a woman going alone to it, people were very friendly and warm and welcoming. So if you get a chance to go to Wild Wild West Con or probably any steampunk convention, go. And uh, tomorrow night we're going to have Madame Askew and the Grand Arbiter. And, uh, you definitely want to be here for that. But tonight, I am so excited. I tried to have this lady on before, but I had some studio issues. But tonight, she's been very kind and generous with her time to come back again and give me another chance. Uh, she's a remarkable musician, performer. She's singer, songwriter, musician. Uh, she's a Hall of Famer, Indie Hall of Famer artist, artist, and um, she's had several, not just one. She's got a chart-topping single out now that she's going to tell you about, and she's having Before Christmas Without You, which was named uh, Sweden's, uh, which was named uh, by one of the top 25 Christmas songs of all time by Sweden's largest daily newspaper, the, and I don't know how to say this, Dagens Nighter uh, in Sweden. So, uh that, to me, is pretty cool. And I also said in one of the first posts you might have seen, uh, I said, you know, you know you're cool. You know you've made it, in, in my opinion, when somebody choreographs, creates a line dance choreography for one of your songs. And that's exactly what she's got. So let me bring here into the genie bottle just for you, Miss. Luann Hunt. Luann, welcome to Madam Perry's Salon. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, I'm delightful, and I'm so sorry about last time, but thank you for being so nice and so generous about rescheduling and, and coming here to talk to us because we've got a lot to talk about. Yes, yes, there's a lot going on for me, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are one busy lady, and that is why I am so thrilled to have you here. And um, and you also have a podcast, too. I wasn't going to mention that until later, but you have a podcast as well, where you talk to a lot of authors yes. and musicians. Yes, I do. And, it's called Luann's Land. And how long, have you, how long has Luann's Land been on the air? Just... Since early August, so it just launched. Oh, really? I didn't realize that it was that new because, and I guess it's because you're a stage performer. You know, it just seems so natural. Like you um, doesn't seem to have all the bumps and and stuff that usually new things have. So, well done, congratulations. Thank um, you. In fact, you had one of my clients on, and uh, Ray Dafrico. And yeah, I, I had him had on last great... week, and he go ahead. He was great. He was really great. We had a very, very interesting chat. Oh, well, he absolutely loved it. So, yeah, 
a pretty fun fellow. Thank you so much for that. So, um, so let's talk. So you've got so much going on right now. You have recorded so many things. Um, you performed. I know you're not really touring much out away from home right now. You're out on the West Coast in California. Um, is that where you're from? I'm originally from Pennsylvania, and I came here to California in 1983 after my husband and I got married because he was from out here. Ah, okay. And so how long have you been on the West Coast? It'll be 35 years in December. <laughs> oh, you were a child bride. <laughs> you didn't have I was, I was. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, um, now, you're quite, you seem to be quite a prolific writer and and also prolific in the area of recording. You've got um, a lot of music out there. Uh, you have been nominated and, and been on the ballot for Grammys. You've had a lot of exciting things happen. How many CDs have you created so far? Well, I'm just getting ready to release my 14th studio CD. Wow. And does it uh, does it change? I mean, doing a CD in the studio, I guess that also means you've had some live ones too, or have they all been in the studio? They've all been in the studio. When um, what's it, Does it ever change? I mean, working in the studio, and I'd imagine if you've done 14, I know some things in a studio has changed, like whether you're doing analog or digital or different uh, techniques and advances in equipment and um, just the things that people can do now. There's so many things that might have taken much longer, even 10 or 15 years ago, that are seem to be, although I'm not a studio engineer, that seem to be almost uh, amazing, like like magically different with new techniques. Tell me about what it's like for you and how things may have changed with the studio work. When I made my first album in 1995, the guy that I worked with, he had this little studio in the back of his house. It was very small. And he used the analog recording method and, the you know, the reel-to-reel tapes. Mm-hmm. So he he got an incredible sound. The production really always was beautiful, but there was a lot of things you couldn't do on reel to reel that you can do on digital. So one thing is with digital, the way that I usually do my vocals is I go in, I'm always really prepared and I'll sing a song three times in a row. And then we sample the best lines for the final mix. But back then, you couldn't really do sampling like that. So you had to sing the song like a hundred times <laughs> to get the best take, you know. So it would take longer because of that. So that's one way that it's changed. And it that holds true for musicians too, whereas now they can just stop wherever they're at and maybe record a note or something that they missed. And they could, they could do what they called punching in back then on the reel, but now it's just so much easier to to do that. It's it's somewhat, is is it somewhat like cut and paste 
that you would do in a, maybe a Word document? Yeah, it is really like that, honestly. It still takes a lot of skill because, like, the other day while I was mixing one of my songs for the album that's coming out, and the piano player, toward the end of the song, he played this incredible uh, lick. It was just so beautiful. And I said to my engineer, I said, I want to use that as the intro for my song. So we moved it to the intro to see if it would work. Well, the very last note of it didn't quite fit the chord pattern. So we were able to go through the song and find a note that fit the chord pattern that also was able to fit on the end of that intro. And it sounds like that's what he played. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is, you know, really, if, especially for people like, like us that remember doing things with analog, it's like magic. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really is. I had... Uh, no, go ahead, honey. I, I, oh, I had Peter Frampton on my podcast last week. Um, oh, my gosh, so I, ne- yeah. I never knew... Yeah, I never knew this, but he is also a recording engineer, so... We were talking about that, and he was saying that he still records on tape as opposed to, you know, inputting it digitally into the computer. But what he does is once it's all recorded on tape, then he dumps all that down onto the computer where he can digitally edit it. So I thought that was fascinating because I interviewed Ray Charles years ago, too, and he he was doing the same thing. He was recording on analog, dumping it all on digital, because he just liked the warmth of the analog recording. Because digital can sound a little bit, it's it's like a little bit um, more harsh sounding compared to the analog. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And it's, uh, well, okay, but see still, now I, I, I got to step, I got to, I gotta pause and go back just a wee bit. Um, Peter Frampton, how cool was that interviewing him on your podcast, Luann's Land? And what oh was- man, he was so good. He just was so open and friendly, and just talked very candidly. And the conversation really flowed. It, it was really one of the best interviews I've ever done because I've been interviewing celebrities not for a podcast, but for print, because I I write for a newspaper. And I've been doing that for like 20-some years. But that interview with him last week was one of the best I've ever done. He he was amazing. Mm. Isn't that wonderful for something like that? And, and, you know, you've you've had the experience a lot when somebody who has had that much success is, is so easy to work with and just a delight. Yes. Right, right. Just really down to earth guy. So it was it was fun. He was funny too. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I just saw because I had been off social media for uh, a lot during the weekend, and so I just saw today that you that he had been on your podcast, Peter Franton. So I am definitely going to be after we talk tonight. I'm definitely going to go back and listen to that. And everybody listening, you should too. And by the way. Uh, to everyone listening tonight, if you are, um, if you're listening live 
here on uh, Tuesday, September the 4th, 2018, and you would like to talk to Luann Hunt, or if you have a question or a comment, or um, just give us a call, 646-716-9922, and that is 646-716-9922, or if you don't have a phone or for some reason you can't call, uh, you can always send a message uh, through Facebook, my Facebook page, like a lot of people do with a question, and I will be happy to share it. And I have got, oh, Luann, this guy is one of my favorite people. He's not only a writer and poet, but he has uh, two online magazines, Subtlety and Bookalage. And he says he's listening and says he just tried out, uh, his, David Hurley's his name, and David says he just listened to your Bluer Than the Bluegrass and right behind it. To, uh, let me give you the quote. Just tried out her Bluer Than Bluegrass instant fan. Oh, how sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, that thank, so much. Thank you, David. And he's, he's um, yeah, he's one of our favorite, favorite listeners. He always has um, an interesting eye, a very keen eye on things. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and, and, again, the number two is, is uh, 646-716-9922. It is a free, a toll-free call in the continental U.S., Blog Talk Radio assures me. So, now, your latest CD, your brand-new stuff that you put out, uh, it's, it's just launched. I mean, it's very fresh, isn't it? Yes, actually, I haven't released it yet. Tomorrow is my last day of doing a few little mixing edits, and then my label is going to be releasing it probably, well, they're going to be sending it out for release next month or next week, but it takes about 30 days before it's actually through all the channels. Ah, okay. And um, so, but now your song, what are the songs? On the newest CD? Well, Lightning in a Bottle, which is a duet with Stephen Banky, and that song has done remarkable on radio, and we just hit number one a few weeks ago on New Music Weekly with it. So people really have seemed to respond to it. It's a real fun song, and it has this really cool um, guitar part in it that is really interesting because it's like surf guitar in a country song it's so cool (laughs) it's it's infectious you know yeah you just kind of want to keep listening because of that guitar it's it's just really a neat thing who would think you know that type of style in country would work but it just yeah it gets your ear right off so but then the next song I'll have going out from that it will be Actually, after the holidays, it's called Love Let Us Hear. It's a wedding song. And, again, Stephen Banky and I did a duet on that. So we're looking forward to putting that out and seeing how it does on radio and how the fans like it. It's really, really neat. And the story behind that is kind of cool because after we, Stephen and I were having so much success with Lightning in a Bottle, I called him one day and I said, we ought to write a wedding song and – He's like, oh, okay, and I don't know if he, he thought I was all that serious, but a couple of days later I woke up and I had these words, 
and I wrote the words and I sent them to Stephen and he said, oh my God, I wrote a melody this morning and your words happened to just fit the <laughs> melody. Oh my word, how synchronicitous. Oh yeah, it, it was just amazing and he sent me a demo of it that he put together and I was just like, oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> I would imagine uh, that would be the kind of thing that would just give you chills, just the way you woke up, tell him that you had lyrics, or you had some words ready, and then he, at the same time, he's getting ready to tell you he's got some uh, melodies, some music for it. That yeah, it it was it was like Twilight Zone <laughs> <laughs> in the best possible way. Right, exactly. Yeah, it it was amazing. And he said to me after he wrote it, he said, I was sitting there writing that. And he said, I usually am not moved by my own stuff. But he said, I was, you know, I was choked up. And, and that's how I felt when I heard it, too. It was just, it's a moving song. Because I wanted to write a wedding song that was romantic, but also said something real. So it talks about how we don't know what lies ahead type of thing we're going into the unknown but we're making this commitment anyway so there's a bit of reality in it as well it's not just all love and flowers and whatnot mm-hmm. which is important for people to bear in mind and um and, and, and the other thing i was going to say and this is one reason why i love reading um people's biographies so much, uh, like memoirs, biographies, true stories, because uh, the way things occur and unfold in life is um, something that if you put, usually if you put in a book, you know, the editor would say, well, you know, that, that's not, nobody's going to believe that. That didn't work that way. Um, you know, if we put this in a TV show about, or a movie, but you and Stephen with this, putting things together, um, people go, oh, that's so corny. That didn't, that wouldn't really happen, but it did. You know, it did happen to you. Um, also, I've got a few more comments from folks here, and uh, let's see. One is my friend. Oh, another comment from David Hurley. I agree with about the analog digital difference with recording. Many years ago, I worked with an indie producer who preferred that method. Uh, any comment on that? I just think that a lot of old school people like myself <laughs> still really, really value that analog. It's just hard anymore to find a studio that has the tape. Mm. I think these recording engineers love the digital because it's you can do so much on it and it's so much less involved and you know it doesn't take as much time and the whole thing. So, but yeah, yeah. Us, us diehard analogers are still going to be championing that whenever we can. Um, also, um, on another one of our favorite listeners, Terrell Bird, and she's an author and just uh, a fascinating gal. Um, she also has a comment. She said, wants to know, why do you think women get so little airtime in the U.S. for country music. I noticed Luann does well in Europe, 
Does she think that they are less affected by the commercial interest here um, than here in the music industry? Or perhaps they are just more open to the more traditional sort of music that uh, that Luann does. Well, that's an interesting question. I know as far as the mainstream country radio, it tends to go in cycles. Sometimes you'll have a whole batch of girl singers that are popular, and then it'll move to groups. And then all you'll hear is different groups. And then you'll hear all the male singers, and there's hardly any groups or females. So it's just kind of always changing with the times on that regard, on that respect. But as far as Europe, yeah, they're a lot more open over there with old school traditional music. I find that I can even put a folk song out over there and people love it. Whereas here, people don't even know what folk is anymore. We've gotten so far away from it. But they're very nostalgic overseas. And I think mm. it's kind of always been that way. So, And I also feel like the audience over there are more open to different things. They, they want to hear the variety. And if you're good at what you do and you can put out some great music, they're going to they're going to embrace it. Like here, everything is dictated by the corporate world. Does it sound like the other songs sound? Mm -hmm. They just don't have that mentality in Europe. Uh, Yeah, that's true, uh, it seems. I mean, I don't, I don't have extensive, you know, information or research on that. Like you, as as an artist whose uh, music is, loved, you're played on the air, you have fans, you have, you know, um, record buyers in Europe. And uh, I do notice there seems to be a variety of interests that, that, that are embraced when I travel. I'm always surprised at how much uh, people in other areas know a lot of our old music. And and you're right about folk music. Sometimes I've been listening. Um, I loved I love YouTube because I can find old TV shows, and I found some old Canadian. This is from back in the '60s, early '60s, old Canadian um, uh, folk music and hootenanny type TV shows with a very young Joni Mitchell and very young Chapin Brothers on there. And where everything had, you know, a story, like with a lot of uh, traditional country music, everything has like a story or a message and you feel an emotion and you're taken someplace in it. And I think sometimes, sometimes that gets lost, I think, with with, uh, some of the modern writers. Maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, folks, let me know. I am happy to be corrected and learn something new. But... I agree with you. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And when I was picking songs for the CD that I'm about to release, I, you know, I was telling my background singers and they're either being inspired or they're being, you know, provoked to think about something or, you know what I'm saying? Like the emotions Mm -hmm. are going to be moved. And like you said, it takes you somewhere. Maybe it takes them back to 
a, a time in their life when things were really good or when things were really hard or whatever, but music should take you on a journey. And I don't really feel that from a lot of today's music. Once in a while, I'll hear a song that does that for me. But man, if I get in the car and I put on the bridge on Sirius Radio, I'm just driving along and I'm just swept away still all these years later from that music. And I want to make music like that, that people are listening to 40 years later and are still swept away by it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's one thing um, when I've listened to, I, I remember reading many years ago, not that I'm a songwriter, but I remember reading um, a book by, you know, famous songwriter Jimmy Webb, famous, uh, pop, you know, known for some of the most popular songs I know from uh, 60s and 70s. And he said, you know, start off in the beginning, make pe- get people interested. You know, like he says, by the time I get to Phoenix, you know, she'll be rising. Well, who's going to Phoenix and who's going to be rising? I mean, he wants you to, you know, and she'll find the note. You know, he says, grab them right there in the beginning and make them want to know who you're talking about. Um, or, Interesting. Um, I, I had Jimmy on the podcast. <gasps> really? Yes, about a month ago. He was one of my first guests in early August. And it oh, was a I fascinating would. interview. Tell me about it. If you go on my web if you go on my website and, and there's a there's a heading at the top that says the Wansland Podcast and if you go on there you can listen to all the celebrity interviews I've done. But his is really worth listening to. He was he was great. Oh, I definitely will. I think I'm going to be in Luann land after this is over. After we're through tonight, <laughs> after you're through with Madame Perry's salon, that I'm going to be in Luann's land. And by the way, folks, this is a perfect time to tell you that the website address is luannhunt.com. And it's L-U-A-N-N-E-H-U-N-T.com. And, yes, if you go there, it has uh, her bio, uh, Luann's land podcast page, uh, reviews, videos, interviews, stores, and all kind of groovy stuff like that. And I will also be sharing all of Luann's social media, contact information on all of mine. So if you go to, I've already put her on Instagram and shared her on Instagram and Twitter, and I will do so even more, as well as on Facebook and everything else that I fiddle in socially, because i I really enjoy social media because it's allowed me to meet so many interesting people and learn so much. Uh, I wouldn't have met you without it. So, uh, yeah, so this for, I'll definitely be sharing all this for you. Um, thank you. Oh, go ahead. Hon. Oh, no, I said thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, it's a pleasure indeed. Hey, right now, this would be a good time. Um, to if we could play Texas Tears, is there anything you want to tell us about it before? My husband wrote Texas Tears back in 1995, and we did a little demo of it. It was just like a vocal guitar demo, and it was pretty crappy, <laughs> honestly, as far as the quality. <laughs> but, but we took it to a friend of mine. She had a publishing company in Nashville with another guy, and we took it to her, and she listened to it and flipped out over this crappy demo that we had. She kept saying, oh, my God, that's a hit song, that's a hit song. And 
my husband and I were shocked because we had just started getting into this whole songwriting and recording thing. And so she said, oh, you know, I'd love to sign this to my publishing company. And we're thinking, oh, my God, how's this happening right out of the gate, right? Some Nashville <laughs> publishing company wants to sign our song. So we were, you know, on cloud nine. And then she said, well, I'll get back with you because she was out here in California, but she would fly back and forth to Nashville. So she said, well, next week I'm going to Nashville to talk to my business partner and, you know, show him the song. Well, a few weeks later she called me and said, come on over. And we went over to her place and she said, you know, I got to tell you, this song is just incredible, but my business partner does not want to sign it. And she said, I'm so mad because of that. But she never really told us why. But, mm-hmm. you know, she just kept raving about it. So we were like, okay. And, you know, we walked away kind of with our tail between our legs. And so we just tucked it away. And then two, three years ago, I just, I was recording this album, The Heart of It All. And I said, I, I really want to record Texas Tears. And I, I gave it to my piano player first. He was the first guy to play on it. And he came up with this rousing bluesy honky-tonk piano thing and it was like oh my god where did he come up with that (laughs) so we just went with it and man the song has done so good it's already been number one on one chart in europe and now my label has put it out on like new music weekly and airplay today and it's been climbing and climbing so we'll see how it does but that's the story of texas tears well, I love it. I love it. Uh, sometimes when things don't happen the way we, we want them to or hope they will, sometimes it's all, you know, something better, something better that's coming up soon. Okay, so right now, folks, just settle in and enjoy Texas Tears by Luann Huff.
Wow. Texas Tears. Luann Hunt. You know, one thing I like about that is that it makes me feel, um, it has a feel of authenticity to what country western music was when I first started listening to it. And I don't listen to it as much today because to me right now, some of the things sound very, some of the popular ones to me sound very contrived, like the lyrics or the way they sing, like they kind of fake that break in the voice. I know it's just me. It's, you know, a lot of people like it. But uh, you just have an authenticity. I mean, I feel I can just listen, close my eyes, and feel like I see people on stage, like maybe uh, Kitty Wells at at the Opry or something. Oh, thank you. Yes, and a lot of the people that have reviewed that say the same thing. But what they also like about it is that it has a fresh sound too. So it's not like a carbon copy of that, but it. It does sort of take you back, but yet it's in in the now, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, exactly. And that's um, let's see if I can read some of your and these are some on on the website, which is again LuannHunt.com, folks. Um, some of the different reviews you've had, like this is from uh, Bandcamp Diaries about lightning in a bottle, and. I like, let's see, what was my heart? Um, Luann's a true country star on the rise, and this song is yet another milestone in her amazing and fast-growing career. Along with her new partner in crime, Stephen Banky, Luann managed to bring something very personal and unique to the table while following the timeless traditions and stylistic quirks that make country music great. Uh, The production approach, for example, is direct and on the spot with a spontaneous live feel, which retains clarity while adding life. And it says it lives up to its title. A lightning in a bottle lives up to its title with a truly electrifying melody and lyrics. Um, Country tune with an alt-folk taste. Um, Is that the kind of review where you feel like, okay, that's what we meant. They, They get us. Oh, yeah, they got it completely. And a lot of these reviewers are real young guys, and that has really surprised us because you don't think about people in their 20s listening to this or even being hip to what the old school sound was, but they seem to know what they're talking about. So it's a big compliment when it's coming from young people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I've, I've noticed that too, especially like, like my husband's a musician and getting together sometimes with friends of his at a party and maybe somebody's son comes along or daughter um, and they'll start coming up with names from the past and I'm thinking, wow, I mean, these kids really know what they're talking about. They're really uh, steeped in this. They they appreciate it and they value it and and study and that's that 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 delights me. It really does. Yes, we know it's still valued, and even though we're getting force-fed a lot of stuff on the radio, the, the old the old school traditional is still hanging in there. Which yeah, it makes me feel good too. So, but I was telling someone the other day, you can't just do a carbon copy of it because if you do that. People are going to go, oh, you know, if I'm going to listen to that, I'll just go listen to Merle Haggard or somebody, you know, because it's better. <laughs> so 
I want to make sure that if I'm getting my influences from there, my music is strong and it sounds like it's uniquely me. Yeah, if I could read, and this is for, uh, well, the reviews for Texas Tears and So It Goes by uh, Buddy Nelson. He says, throughout her illustrious career, chart-topping and award-winning indie country star Luann Hunt has built an impressive list of accomplishments, including scoring number one hits on country music charts around the world. And um, I like the way, you know, he he goes on saying... um, Hunt illustrates that she knows what country music is all about. She's a great storyteller and reminds me of a female Hank Williams Sr. mixed with some Loretta Lynn. It has a feel of traditional country rather than the typically overproduced and overmixed vocals of most of the female artists in the genre today. Um, Again, I'm going to go ahead and and I'm not even going to ask this time. I'm going to say, yeah, I think Buddy Nelson gets you. He does. He does. So, so I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, now you've got, let's see, um, <laughs> you have got, so the new CD is coming out. Where can people buy your music? And uh, I know you're not traveling right now, uh, but where can people buy your music? And, um do you think you'll be touring any later this year or next year? People can always buy my music on iTunes or Amazon or my website, com. You just Google my name and pretty much all those CD distribution sites will come up where you can get stuff. As far as traveling, I don't know yet. I've had kind of, a little break because I was trying to get this CD done. So I know at the beginning of next year, we're going to be focusing a lot on promoting that online. So I'm waiting to see if my record label wants me to do any live shows. But again, it's probably not going to be till at least midway through 2019. Ah, okay, sweet. Well, we'll keep up with it. So remember Luann Hunt, Dot com It'll take you to everything you need to know, and I'll be sharing that. Also, uh, my friend Terrell Bird, uh, she also who she had a um, question earlier. She also says, "I like Solace in the Wind. It reminds me of the country music my family played when I was growing up." Yes, yeah. same for me, Terrell. Thank you. So, um, thank you. So, thank you so very much. Luann, and for being so generous, I wish you every bit of success. You certainly deserve it all. Um, you deserve everything. Cause I, I just think that you're just an, uh, an, a talented woman, but also a very enchanting performer and, and just very real, uh, very sincere, and I'll, something that we value, many of us value in today's world. So check out Luann Hunt. Uh, get her music on iTunes and we just go to LuannHunt.com and you'll find everything you need to know about her. And tomorrow night, remember, is Madame Askew and the Grand Arbiter. And I am Madame Perry Salon signing off saying, I love you. Goodbye, Luda. Up, though.